What is up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Dense Pixels Podcast. I'm your host, Brad, joined by my co-host, Micah. Hey. And Terrence. What's up? So we will have a Survivor Series recap later in the show. Uh, for you non-wrestling fans, we will give you plenty of warning. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Game Awards nominees today. Uh, Mike and Terrence have not seen the nominee list, so you will get their real-time reactions to the nominees. Should be interesting. Uh, 2019 has been a great year in gaming, guys. I, didn't, I don't think any of us realized it until just now. <laughs> but, uh, but first, I wanted to pass the baton to Terrence, who finished Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. <clears throat> that is correct. I uh, finished it last night. I never, I never bumped the difficulty down because fuck that, I ain't no bitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was tough. It was tough. Uh, they almost had me, but I, I got through it on that. Um, I think it was Jedi Master, whatever. Uh, I actually enjoyed the ending. There's a, there's a, it's a little surprise ending, but it's, it's dope. Um, again, I, I was talking to 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 Micah earlier, or just you guys earlier about the um, some people not liking it. Uh, I'm not a, I'm not a Star Wars fanatic, so you know, but I know the lore well mm-hmm. enough. Mm-hmm. Micah, have you beat it yet? No, I'm I'm back to the Outer Worlds. I wanna I wanna finish. That is a game that I actually want to finish. Okay. Right, once I finish Star Wars, I, I turn Outer Worlds on to, to to start finishing that too myself. Yeah, because so. that that is that is holding my interest a little more than right. uh, than what did Jay call him? The Howdy Doody Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> right it's a it's a the more the funny thing is the more i played of the game the more i enjoyed it like you how many hours did you put into like one bread uh one <laughs> 1. 1. 1. 1.5 1.5 like, an hour and a half yes oh, wait what yeah um i think it took me about 15 hours 15 20 hours to finish it uh because of because of the difficulty and i died a lot i'm not even gonna lie um but once you get more of his powers mm-hmm. and you start using them in battle, like it gets, it becomes kind of dope. Like it's it's just a fun game. Like now I'm going back through it to explore and to try to collect all the shit that I didn't get, mm-hmm. which I'm not gonna do. <laughs> I'm just not because like there's no because some some games once you finish like the the secrets kind of well not secrets but like other things that you haven't picked up you get you get a item that makes them show up on the map. Hmm. Nah, not in this game. You just gotta fucking traverse these gigantic maps to try to find these secrets. And I'm like, when I saw it was like 88% done with the map, and I'm like, I could have sworn I fucking traversed the whole thing. But then another secret opened up because I have a move that I didn't have before. It's like Metroid. Hmm. You get moves that can you can open up more of the map. Nah, I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna get the platinum trophy for this game. <laughs> I'm just not. Fair enough. But it's a fun like I really like it. It's 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 a really good game. Like it's it's a solid game. And I wanted a single-player action-adventure game, and this kind of satiated my uh, my thirst for that. Good. You should, you should give it another try. I, I will not, though. I will not. Like I said, I, I'm, I'm much more. I'm much more. Uh, I'm much more likely to check out Outer Worlds at some point uh, than I am to revisit I, Star oh, Wars. I don't think I do. Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, but, and, and I started, and there was a free demo for um, Borderlands Three that I hadn't picked mm-hmm. up. That's fun. It's a fun game. I'm not going to buy it, though, because I don't really? think I'm going to finish it. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to finish it. I think I'm Borderlands out, honestly. It's, it's a long game, too. Is it? like, yeah, I, yeah I'll, play, I'll put like five hours into it, that little preview I had. I put five hours, and I just like just got off the fucking ship that you get. Yeah, like that that intro section, that Jesus does Christ. take a good five yeah. to six hours. So. But yeah, it, like, 
the guns are feel so much better than the first two yeah. first three games. Like they have a lot of weight to them, and they just all feel different. Yeah, I, I picked it back up um, last week because Destiny. I, I've pretty much done everything I can do this season in Destiny, so I've got to wait for the next season to start. So I picked Borderlands back up because I hadn't done the Bloody Harvest uh, event yeah. yet. And yeah, that I forgot how fun. Like I said, even, even not playing it for a and month, how fun and how cool the guns are. In the like game. the uh, the traversal is way better. Like you couldn't climb up shit before. Mm-hmm. Like the slide improves your uh, ability to duck behind cover and all other shit. Like it's fun, but again, I don't think I'm gonna. It's forty bucks now because it's Black Friday sale going on PlayStation Four right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still don't think I'm gonna buy it. I'm Who did you up. pick? Um, the dude with the um, the drone. Oh Zane! Oh okay, Zane. Yeah. yeah, I can't wrap my head around how to play that character. Yeah, I'm, I was trying. I was putting points, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna throw out this this um, clone, and then just run around. Everyone's focused on the clone, so I just run around behind them and shoot them in the back. That's pretty much what I was doing. Yeah. Speaking of speaking and of Black Friday, like cryo, like it's there's a lot going on in that fucking game. There is a lot more, but uh, again, I ain't buying it unless yeah. somebody give it to me for free. Mike, before we hop up Borderlands, did you do the Bloody Harvest mission yet? I mean, it's one mission, basically, and then the other mechanic that is in the game. No, I haven't. Um, once I got my second character to 50, I just kind of put it down. Okay. And um, and by then, like, the Outer Worlds came out, and all this other stuff started coming out, and I was just like, all right, well, I'll just go back to that later. Okay. I mean, it's, you don't have to. I mean, again, it's one mission, unless you really want some of the loot that's in there. Um you can skip it. Like I, I hope the the future free events are a little bit more robust um, mm-hmm. than that one is. Um, Probably not. Speaking of Black Friday, I didn't put it on here because I, I don't have a whole lot to say about it yet. I picked up FIFA today for half price, so I started playing FIFA twenty. So you're still part of the problem. A little <laughs> bit. I mean, but look, I I gave them half the amount of money that I normally no. Would. But you're gonna how much money you're going? Are you gonna give them with those fucking oh zero dollars? I don't I don't uh, I don't spend money uh, real money on Ultimate Team. Huh. Okay. There like if you play if you play it casually, which for FIFA I I play it casually compared to most people, you really don't have to. Like you can get a decent team, you know, with just the in-game rewards that you get now if you want a full team of like fucking like 87 to 90 overall players, yeah, you're going to have to kick out some some money dollars, but I I don't need, I don't need all that cuz I can compete with a good chemistry squad of like 83 level players. So, and that's all you need. So, no, no, is that, no. How many, is that how many people are on a soccer team? What? No, I'm talking about their overall ratings. I'm not talking about the amount of players <laughs> oh, that you have. <laughs> I, no. I don't know anything about soccer. No, it's a much, much like Madden, Micah, the players all have an overall skill rating uh, that is kind of a <laughs> kind of a combination of all their individual attributes that they have. Now, do the players uh, in European football? go crazy about their their FIFA rating like the players in American football. No, because there's so many people that do the ratings because there's over like 2000 players in FIFA mm-hmm. that they have to do ratings for. Whereas in 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 Madden, I think they have like one guy that does all the ratings and since it's one guy, he could be lobbied individually by <laughs> by specific players. So, so they don't have to endure that in FIFA. Too much. Plus the plus the consent. Like the cool thing about FIFA, like the, and this is I don't understand why every sports game doesn't do this. Not to get off on a tangent, but like even like Lionel Messi, who's the best player in the game, is like a ninety four. 
Like, there's no 100 rated players in the game. Which is I don't the think there is in Madden either, but I think it's something stupid like 99. Oh, there's 99 like, rated players in Madden, and there's and there's several too. That's the other part too. It's yeah. like you know, it's 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 like I think there's at least one for every position in Madden. Yeah, like, come on, so, man. So fuck, fuck <laughs> all, all right. that. But yeah, I don't have a whole lot. Of, it's it's FIFA. It's FIFA 20. I mean, they added some stuff to Ultimate Team. They added like a season pass style progression in the game, which is just part of it. You don't have to buy that separately. You just get that for playing. Um, there's more, you know, objectives and stuff like that to chase. So it's fine. It's FIFA. I thought people were like really upset with FIFA 20 because it was literally FIFA 19 with like different modes. Uh, no they, change in the gameplay at all. No, they cha- they they change the gameplay every year. People, it's it's subtle. I mean, there's not a, it's not like mm. a you know, it, I mean, with like, like with any sports game, it's not like it's a scorched earth change, but it's. I mean, they do tweak and add new features and new moves and stuff like that that you can do, but it's still the, you know, the basic gameplay. It's felt it's felt kind of the same since FIFA 18, quite frankly. So that's why I didn't pay sixty dollars for it because I was playing <laughs> other stuff and I didn't. I wasn't Jones to play it, and when I saw it for half off, I was like, okay, now I'll now I'll pull the trigger. So, so Micah, you've been playing Children of Morta. So, Children of Morta is this like roguelike, and it it you are the Bergson family, and you are tasked with fighting some sort of calamity that comes around once a generation, and um, you play as the entire family individually. Um, I think two players can play at the same time, and um, you basically do dungeon runs and you do dungeon runs to get stronger so that you can complete said dungeon so that you can move on to the next dungeon. And each family member is, uh, uh plays differently. Um, I unlocked the father and the eldest daughter so far. The father is your typical like warrior. He has a shield, he has a sword. Um, all of his moves are based on, on, you know, blocking with the shield and using the sword as a, as a, um, as your melee attack. The daughter is a ranged character. She's an archer. Um, and the good thing is there are two different types of attack modes. Like you can press one of the face buttons to attack, or, uh, you can use the right stick, which really helps with ranged characters like the daughter, because she, you can use, you can play it like a twin stick shooter, right? Mm. Because, you know, all the enemies and the enemies, you know, they, they come at you. So you have to do certain dodging and bobbing and weaving and all that stuff. Um, it's, it's actually pretty cool. It's, it's perfect for the switch, right? Cause that, this is what I use the switch for games like this. And, um, you can just do a couple of runs, <clears throat> come back, level up, you know, do whatever, go back in the dungeon. And every time you come back, you get a chance to interact with the family, get to know more about them. Uh, like, like they have an eldest son who has gone off to war and it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. So it's, it's a cool little game. I think it's like $20. Um, if you liked, uh, dead cells, but, uh, you want more story, uh, then pick this up. All right. Hmm. So new releases, um, it's Thanksgiving week here in the U.S. There's not usually too much that comes out this week. The most notable thing that I saw is that the Five Nights at Freddy's games are releasing on console this week, uh, about three years too late. So That's yeah. cute. And that's it. That's literally it, as far <laughs> as the releases go. Um, 
yeah, who, who really? I mean, I'm like, I'm happy for whoever made that game, right? But at the same time, like, kind of sick of it. Kind of <laughs> sick of it. I don't, I don't understand the fad, but um, I forgot all about it. To be honest with you, Completely. yeah, like it's, it's just a. I just remember all the everybody. It, 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 that game led to videos that I hate, where it's people giving like forced fake reactions. <gasps> I'm so scared. Like, uh, all right, all right, calm down, Kermit. Just, just <laughs> the fuck over there. Um. Anyway, awkward transition. Go to YouTube.com/slash/densepixels <laughs> and subscribe. You get new episodes, new clips every week. You could see what we look like now. If I were to tell you that Brad is actually an eight foot tall. African medicine man, you'd be like, well, that doesn't sound like Brad at all. <laughs> and I would say, yeah, that's what Brad looks like. And then you're going to be like, well, I don't believe that at all. I'm going to have to go to youtube.com slash dense pixels to take a look at Brad for myself. And I'll prove that Micah guy wrong. And I'm saying, hey, I dare you. Do it. I dare you to go to dense pix- to youtube.com slash dense pixels. And see what Brad looks like. He's an eight foot tall African Bushman. <laughs> <laughs> While you're on the internet, go to densepixels.com slash premium and sign up. For $5 a month or $50 a year, you get access to our premium slate of podcasts, including the airing of grievances, the Seinfeld podcast, No Time to Bleed, the action movie review podcast, The Men with the Golden Tongues, Starring Brad and myself, where we go over every James Bond movie and 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 spy movie and and anything spy related, because Brad and I are in fact former spies, and we let you in on all our little secrets. <laughs> and full episodes of the Look Forward Political Podcast. Subscribe to all TNP shows wherever you get your podcasts, including the flagship show. The one that started it all. The granddaddy of them all. But we're all over 30, so we can't say it anymore because we don't want granddaddy of them all to make it seem like we're old. So, what? The one that started it all. (laughs) Vince McMahon doesn't want people to say that WrestleMania is the granddaddy of them all because he doesn't want people to associate granddads with his organization run by a granddad. A great granddad, almost yeah, <laughs> probably, probably like, like seventy-five years old, something like that. Um, the Nerdpocalypse, our our pop culture show, Black on Black Cinema, our uh, very unique black-owned and operated black movie review show. Coming Distractions, our weekly movie review show, uh, and new episodes, new preview episodes of Look Forward, the political podcast. Very good. And like I said, look forward right now in, in this point in time in American history is a must listen uh, every single week, especially these past couple of weeks. Uh, Jesus you are at all Christ. In, in American politics. Um, so let's get in. So the, so the big story this week, the big story is that the, uh, the Game Awards 2019 nominees were announced um, by Geoff Keighley, of course. Who who host the Game Awards every single year? 
Uh, we're going to talk about each of the categories as we do uh, when these come around. Again, Mike and Terrence have not yet seen these, so we're going to get real-time reactions from them. Uh, and, of course, we will skip over the categories <laughs> that we do not care about, which this year is a lot of them. <laughs> Damn. So let's let's start let's start with the big one, the 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 one that I was actually really curious to see what was going to gain nominations, and that is Game of the Year. Now, to qualify for Game of the Year, your game had to be released by November fifteenth. Now, fortunately, this year uh, that does it, that means that there are no big games that were omitted because every big game came out by November fifteenth. Uh, it also means that a game from last year uh, made the list this year because it released after November fifteenth last year. So the nominees are. Control. What? Yes, Wait, what? I, I had the same. I had the same reaction <laughs> for game of the year. For game of the year, that's when I knew that 2019 might not have been as strong a year in gaming as all of us thought. Because Control is nominated, bugs and all, all the terrible ending and all that literally took a point off of Jack's out of five score for the game. The ending <laughs> is nominated for game of the year. Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow. So, uh, Yo, that's wild. I forgot that game existed. Yeah. I'm not well, going to lie. Apparently, <laughs> Yo, apparently the, uh, the judges thing. panel for the Game Awards did not because they nominated for Game of the Year. Uh, I thought that oh, game was going to oh, be what? like, I thought that game was going to be like a budget title. Like I would, I would peruse <laughs> the store and I'm like, what the fuck is Control? <laughs> what is it like, like 40 bucks now? I'm sure. I think it's on sale. I think it's on sale now. Uh, you also have uh, Death Stranding, which I'm sure had the ballot box stuffed uh, by one Joff Keeley, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> now, what? Now, when you say ballot box, what is the ballot box in this particular? Um, so, if for for the game awards, uh, <laughs> for Jeff Keeley's ass. Because uh, there's that. Uh, <laughs> Resident <laughs> Evil Two. I mean, Resident <laughs> Evil Two remake. <laughs> Uh, nominated Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. I mean, look, 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 look. I like Sekiro. Fuck that game. <laughs> I didn't finish it because, like, it just got to a point where it was just mean. I just nah, no, fine. The uh, the oh. Outer Worlds and uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, which is what I voted you know, for. I'd give it to the Outer Worlds because that's a double A title. And it showed up fucking 76, uh, Fallout 76. It's not going to win. It's not going to win. Look, I'm going to tell you something right now. It's going to be between have... Death Stranding and Resident Evil 2. I'm going to tell you something right now. Any category that Death Stranding wins <laughs> is rigged. <laughs> Anyone. Because Jeff Keighley is in the game. Yeah, he the really guy literally... that created the game awards is in a game. I can't. I can't That's wait nominated. to hear. I can't wait to hear the constant disclaimer from him during the. Game and if Award I'm not show. mistaken, I think um, what's his name is actually on the board as well. Kojima. Oh, is he? That's yeah. interesting. He's something on the board of this fucking game awards. Did y'all watch that video that I posted in uh, in the fan group? Gotcha. I didn't watch it. The uh, the actual story recap of that game. Oh no. Holy shit! Well, now now, <laughs> like, now I'm gonna have to because that you you set it up well. I mean, 
like there's characters and then there's a twin and then oh the twin dies but there's a but but the character dies but she has an exact twins and then the twin and then you there's a reason why the woman is holding is pretending to hold a baby because oh well the baby's not really there but the baby's there and the baby was died in the womb still gave birth like what the fuck is going on so before and before you yell at Micah, like before you yell at Micah, that specific thing was mentioned in a gameplay trailer. So you can't yell. At uh, look, I don't care. I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. If, if that's <laughs> so what? So what? Look, here's here's the deal. I didn't think that Borderlands Three was going to be nominated for Game of the Year, but I'm upset that Borderlands Three did not get nominated for Game of the Year, but Control did. Yo, <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> is Control? Like, I look, I've seen reviews for it, and everybody's like, uh, gameplay is fine, but the story is pretty decent. Right. So. Like, what? How the fuck? Cool. Whatever. You know, that's fine. I don't know games anymore, guys. So, I don't know uh, games. I don't know. I don't know what makes a good game anymore. I don't. Well, you, do you know what makes a good action game, Terrence? Because here's the nominee, nominees for action <laughs> game of the year. Uh, you have Apex Legends. You have Astral what? Chain. Yeah. Apex Legends is a first-person shooter. It's an action <laughs> game. <laughs> much, like, uh, much like fellow nominee Call of Duty Modern Warfare. I, I mean, at, la- at least that has a story yeah. that has action in it. You got Devil That's May fine. Cry 5. Yeah, that should win. You got Gears 5. And you have oh, yeah, Metro Exodus. I, what, did you, what did you think of Gears 5, Micah? Did you finish it? Uh, no, I'll go back to it, but I've played enough to, to render a verdict that Devil May Cry should beat it. But <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, action game. Come on, yo. Like, Devil May Cry doesn't win. That's a travesty, right? Yo, it's only two action games. Only. Yo, all of these are first-person shooters. <laughs> well, that's because as there's a... a third-person shooter, and the other one is is an yeah. There's two action games: Astral Chain and Devil May Cry Five. That's it. And Devil May yeah. Cry Five is better. <laughs> well, prepare prepare your confusion then for the next category: best action adventure game. That's that's gonna be like a, a Jedi Fallen Order type game, right? Like I would assume. Like well, well, Raider, well here's well here's the nominees. What, you have you have Borderlands three. Yo, shut the fuck. <laughs> you have you have Control. You have oh, Death Stranding. Yeah, I ain't never seen no action in Death Stranding. <laughs> like, there's a lot of adventure when he was walking across the United States. That's cool. You so, have Resident Evil two. Uh, I mean. I guess. The Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening, and nah. and Sekiro: Shadows Die Twice. Sekiro why is, and why is Borderlands a first-person shooter and best action adventure game, but not what was the other one? Best action game. Well, so here here's how they define it: an action game is for the best game in the action genre, focused primarily on combat. Whereas action adventure is for the best action adventure game combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving. That is how they separated those two. Oh, I, I mean, I guess Apex. Oh, fuck you. Shut <laughs> up, Jeff. Yo, Devil May Cry has these... more puzzles in it than Borderlands. <laughs> <laughs> what? This doesn't Yo, make this sense. So fucking stupid. If I was on the board, I'd be like, "Yo, what the fuck am I voting for?" For uh, he's like the the no, no. For uh, no. art no. direction, uh, you have control. Death, well, these categories are dumb. That's Death the problem. Stranding. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Uh, Gris. control again. Wow, yep. really? Seriously, this nigga has yo. How many? That's three, right? 
Uh, that's three, three so far. <laughs> are you, so are you keeping the unofficial Death Stranding uh, tally? No, I was talking about control. Oh, you're talking about control. Death Stranding has eight. I know Death Stranding. Has okay, eight. Death Stranding has eight. Eight. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll, we'll get we'll get we'll get there, Micah. We'll get there, Micah. There's one there's one category where it's nominated twice, so we'll get to that. Yo, shut <laughs> up! I didn't even know that. I didn't know that. Uh, you have Gris. You have Sidar. Sidar Wild Hearts. Uh, you have Sekiro, and you have uh, the Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening. Art direction. Yep. Art direction for Death Stranding. It'll probably it just, go to Gris, Gris yeah. or whatever. We're signing our Wild Hearts. That's a that's a uh, darling. Yeah, Gris sign our. So or maybe Control, possibly, but no, I doubt it. No, uh, like, no, Shadow that twice for art direction. Shut up. Uh, control Shut up. for art direction. Look, everything that I've seen of art direction uh, of Control take everything takes place in in stale rooms. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like Tron. Well, right. my, well, Micah, look good at all. Not only does Control look amazing, but it sounds amazing because it's fourth nominations for hey, audio four, design. God damn! <laughs> Alongside Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Gears Five, Resident God, Evil man. Two, Sekiro, and Death Stranding. Yeah, they just, just swap out the same seven games. <laughs> right at this point, uh, the 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 award for. Best community support. Uh, this is for like ongoing games. Uh, Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14, Fortnite, and Rainbow Six Siege. Uh, Destiny 2 uh, better win this considering them. Uh, yeah, considering they, they parted ways from fucking yeah, um, Activision. Activision and like people are still playing it strong. Final Fantasy 14. Yeah. For, I mean, look, Fortnite. Yeah, Fortnite will probably win it. <laughs> You're right. Like people watched a fucking black hole for twenty for seventy two hours, however long it was. So yeah, that's probably gonna come for, uh, support for content creator of the year. I've only heard of Doctor Lupo and Shroud. Um, of I, I know Shroud. Yeah, that's it. I so, don't know what this fucking. Uh, we will go ahead and skip esports coach of the year, <laughs> shut none, up, <laughs> which none of us would be able to shut up. Uh, we have the esports event of the year, uh, the Overwatch Grand Finals, Evo, Fortnite World Cup, um, IM, Katowice 2019, whatever that is, League of Legends World Championship, and the International. I mean, if Evo don't win, I don't care. It won't win. No, <laughs> right. It's going to be like fucking League of Legends. Uh, esports game of the year, which I'm pretty sure they just have the same five games nominated every single year because it's CSGO, Dota 2, Fortnite, League of Legends, and Overwatch that right. are nominated. I don't look. <laughs> I don't know why the fuck Counter Strike is like seventy five years old at this point, right? Yeah, we're gonna. Counter Strike like two thousand one. We're gonna skip over all the esports stuff because we, we don't have esports a... host. Yeah, yo, that's like first of all, <laughs> where the fuck is Yipes? Fuck you! This I don't, is, they, I don't even know who that they, is. I don't know who the, I don't know who Alex Mendez is. They He's the only person of color. Oh well, no, du- Duan. Yeah, okay. Candace is her American. <laughs> Esports host. That's like saying, that's like nominating Joe Buck for an award. Like, what the fuck? I, I mean, jo- I mean, Joe Buck. Joe Buck does get nominated for sports Emmys. Right, he gets nominated for sports Emmys, not Emmys. What the fuck? Like, I mean, it's st- it's still an Emmy. It it's, it nah. counts the same. Nah, I don't. He's nah. he's an Emmy award winning uh, a broadcaster. Uh, I don't know why. 
family game of the year. Yo, what uh, the fuck is wait, yo? No, 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 no. You're not you're not skipping over esports esports player. What the fuck is Sonic Fox? Oh, that's a, that's a they, fair point. They, they disrespect fighting up, games. Yeah. Man. They, they disrespect go. fighting games. Just wow. wait. Just wait till we get to fighting game of the year. That's two categories away. I don't um, even want to know. That's uh, gonna be oh, fun. Uh, <laughs> I'm ready. Man. I might cut this shit the fuck off. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna get to we're gonna get to family game first. We're, we got Luigi's Mansion three, uh, Ring Fit Adventure, which Carrie actually really likes. Uh, Super Mario yeah, Maker apparently, two. Apparently that's really good. Yeah, Ring Fit Adventure. Uh, Mario Maker two, Smash Brothers, and Yoshi's Crafted World. They should just call this best Nintendo game because that's pretty much gonna be what yeah, this that's category. The, that's the whole of the Switch fucking filled okay. with. All right, so here's so here's here's fighting game of the year. Okay, ready for this. Buckle up, kids! Oh, fuck you! Buckle I'm looking up. at it right now. Buckle fuck up! Off. So we got we got dead or alive. I hope Mike is not looking at. it. I can't wait to get no, an action. I'm not looking at dead or alive six, Mortal Kombat eleven, Samurai Showdown, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, and Jump Force. Yo, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? John, Johnny actually texted me about this, and he's and he's like, I can't believe they nominated Jump Force, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure they just listed every fighting game that came out in 2019. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. <laughs> Yo, do you? Honestly, do you, yeah. Do you need to have five nominees? No. <laughs> <laughs> right. You really don't. Like, it's gonna be either Mortal Kombat 11 or, or fuck no. See now, Super Smash, man. Does Smash come out? Yeah, it'll be Smash. It's either gonna be Mortal Kombat 11 or Super Smash Brothers. Yeah, and I think it'll be Smash Brothers. How the fuck did they put Dead or Alive six in there? Because apparently you need five. Yo, jump Force. <laughs> uh, the the Fresh Indie Game Award presented by Subway, uh, recognizing a new independent studio that released their first game in 2019. Um, you have Zayum for Disco Elysium. Uh, Nomada Studio for Gris, Dead Toast for My Friend Pedro, uh, Mobius for Outer Wilds, Megacrit for Slay the Spire, and then House House for the Untitled Goose Game, which is probably going to win just because of the Untitled Goose Game, though it should be the Slay the Spire people. Uh, game Direction. Can you guys oh, name? Let me, let me, let me can you guys name the five nominees for Game Direction without having looked at it? Yeah, I didn't look at it. Um, <laughs> Death Stranding, correct. One. Um, Sekiro, two, correct. Yes, that was <laughs> game of the year. Modern Warfare, no, game, not 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 nominated. Terrence, uh, that's one strike. Uh, control, 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 yes. <laughs> yeah, because great. what else? Because what what are the other ones? Uh, what are, what were the Game of the Year ones? Um. Uh, I can't. I look. Those are the only three I remember because they keep coming up. You also have uh, nope, no gears. Uh, Resident Evil Two and Outer Wilds are also on the list as well. Oh, Outer Wilds, okay. Yeah. Not Outer, Outer Worlds. Worlds? Not, Outer... Not, not, to, not to be confused with Outer Worlds. Yes, Outer Wilds that right. came up before Outer Worlds. All right. Uh, <laughs> independent game. We have Baba Is You, uh, Disco Elysium, Katana Zero, Outer Wilds, and Untitled. Why did you game? skip games for impact? I mean, what does that even mean? <laughs> Nobody knows what it means. Yeah. No, it's it it for a thought-provoking going. game with a pro-social meaning or message. Got concrete genie, gris, oh, kind SJW words. SJW Life award. is strange because, <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. And sea of solid, well, whatever. I don't know what any of those games are. You libtard cock fool or whatever <laughs> they say. Uh, I'm gonna skip. I'm gonna skip uh, mobile game because I have only heard of Sayonara Wild Hearts and Call of Duty Mobile, which I don't acknowledge. Um, 
multiplayer game. You have Apex Legends, Borderlands 3, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Division 2, somehow making it onto the list, and Tetris 99 getting a shout out, hmm. which I appreciate. Uh, narrative. I'll give you a Plague Tale, which I've heard many good things about. Yeah, I have to. I'll give you Disco Elysium, and I'll give I've you heard the good things about the story for that as well. I'll give you the Outer Worlds. Mike and Terrence, can you name the other two games nominated for best narrative this year? Uh, I'm guessing it's not Death Sekiro, Stranding. So it's it's Death Stranding is one. And control. And control. Shut the fuck up. They're like, really? Uh, okay. There's there's an award for the best ongoing game, which has the exact five nominees as best <laughs> community game or whatever. So I'm sure both of those will win. Ongoing? Right. Yes. Ongoing. Apex Destiny. Okay. Cool. Whatever. So for best performance, uh, you have Ashley Birch for The Outer Worlds. You have Courtney Hope for Control. You Who have she the huh? Uh, she Who was she? she was uh, Parvati. Oh, I oh okay. Parvati. Yeah, so. Uh, so Courtney Hope, who played the main character in Control, uh, <laughs> you have Matthew Peretta, who played Doctor Casper Darling in Control. You have Lara Bailey for Gears Five. You have right. Mads Mikkelsen for Death Stranding. Of course you do. And Norman Reedus for oh, Death course. Stranding. All right. Oh, this is the one that had two. <laughs> yeah. Fuck off. Oh, control yo. Control Fuck has off. two as well. Uh, I, I will point out in that category. Yo, that's right. Control has it. Yo, shut up. Shut up. I hate I hate this. I hate it. <laughs> uh, best RPG, yeah. Disco Elysium, Final Fantasy fourteen, uh, Monster Hunter, Iceborne, The Outer Worlds, and then the token nomination <laughs> given to Kingdom Hearts 3. Thanks a lot. Uh, Cadence of Hyrule is nominated for score and music, along with Death Stranding, Devil May Cry 5, Kingdom Hearts 3, and Sayonara Wild Hearts. Sayonara Wild Hearts probably should win that award, honestly, considering the whole game is based around music. Um, Sports racing game, you have uh, Crash Team Racing, Nitro (laughs) Fuel, Dirt Rally 2.0, eFootball, which is what Pro Evolution Soccer is now, F1 2019, and FIFA 20. Um, strategy game, you you have Fire that's Emblem, which is going to win, and that's all you need to really care about. Uh, <laughs> and No No Man's Sky, uh, nominated alongside Beat Saber and Trover, uh, for End Blood and Truth and Asgard's Wrath for VR game of the year. So those are your nominees for the game awards. How many awards will Death Stranding win? If it wins one, it's rigged. <laughs> <laughs> it's rigged. The game came out like a week and a half ago. I bet they will find a way to make sure it wins both uh, awards that it's nominated for. For Norman Reedus and Mads Mikkelsen. I bet they'll find a way. <laughs> nah. I bet they'll Can't find possibly. a way. Can't like, possibly. Like, oh, I haven't it's heard... e- the, the voting was even. It's a first. Norman Reedus and Mad Mik- Mads Mikkelsen, come on up and get your award and acknowledge us, please. Because like, I you. haven't heard him say anything in any of the trailers or anything for Death Stranding. Norman Reedus. How many lines of dialogue does he have? So, Brad here real quick. Mike is about to drop a pretty huge Death Stranding spoiler here. So, if you don't want to hear it, skip ahead like 30 seconds. Uh, This one caught us a little off guard, to say the least. So, 30 seconds ahead if you don't want to hear the spoiler. 
Norman Reedus is the son of Mads Mikkelsen's character. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care, yo. I don't care. (laughs) If you bought that game, you finished it. So, fuck off. (laughs) I'm going to add a uh, spoiler alert in there probably in post. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care, yo. I don't care. That that game, uh, yo, that's fucking, uh, oh shit, that's fucking funny, and that's ridiculous at the same goddamn time. But oh, okay, fine, sure, whatever, whatever. Fucking Death Stranding. There's there, there's no there's no way it doesn't win uh, best game direction, right? Oh, it absolutely is yeah. winning game direction, and quite frankly, it's gonna win game of the year. You know, fuck. Uh, I'm looking at the game of the year, though. Yeah. It's it's, it's between Death Stranding, Resident Evil, and The Outer Worlds, I think. I will be shocked if it doesn't win game of the year. That Control has so many fucking nominations. Yo, was it really that good? I don't think so. I didn't hear, like, I've heard, like, I saw reviews of people were like, yeah, it's really, it's pretty decent. It's buggy as fuck, but, like, if you can get through all of that, it's good. I heard the game. I heard it's one of those games that they they have to kind of sell you the ending because it kind of ends on a in an unsatisfying way. So um, it 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 has a yo. Know, how how did this get best art direction? Like I'm looking at a screenshot of this now, and it doesn't. All right, I don't. You're right, Terrence. I'm I'm in the same boat with you. I don't know anything about games anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what makes a good game. I don't. So, si- 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 weird sorry, fucking right, nomination. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus listening. Christ! But then again, I played like four games this year, so you know, whatever. Speaking of uh, unexpected happenings in the game industry, there's a new Half Life game coming out, guys. It's a Half Life VR game that's coming in March 2020. Uh, it's called Half Life Alex. It is a VR exclusive. It is supposedly a prequel that is set in between Half-Life and Half-Life 2. Uh, you'll play as Alex in the game, as the title would suggest. Uh, you'll have, get gravity gloves, which is apparently how you're going to manipulate objects in the game world. Uh, people that have played it said that it's good. Uh, they said the game's around the same length as the as Half-Life 2 is going to be. Um, and they say you, they, they actually recommend you play through Half-Life 2 Episode 2 before you play this game, even though it's a prequel. To Half-Life 2. So, I don't think this is what people were expecting from a new (laughs) Half-Life game. But yet, I did not see a lot of rage uh, on the internet about it. So, I guess guess they... I guess people are just happy to get Half-Life. Yeah. Looks really cool. So, full price game, 60 bucks. Or it may be Half-Life 3. Who knows? It's a prequel. Half Life one point five, for all intents and purposes. So, so if you're big, if you've been waiting and you have a high end VR, because apparently this is going to take a serious fucking PC to run correctly, right. uh, you can check out the new Half Life VR game next spring. Uh, PUBG in the news, uh, they're keeping up with the rest of the uh, live service game trend going on. They're getting rid of their uh, random loot boxes in the game. Uh, so that's uh, that's a plus. I think this has already happened, actually, uh, as of as of the posting of this podcast. And then the final bit of game news for the week. 
The first Borderlands 3 campaign DLC is coming out in December. It's called Moxie's Heist of the Handsome Jackpot. Uh, it is an Ocean's Eleven style uh, DLC where you are infiltrating uh, a casino that is owned by Handsome Jack that used to be owned by Moxie, but he took it over from her. And now that he's dead, uh, she wants you to go get it back. Uh, if you watch the trailer, it's got very, again, Ocean's Eleven vibe. The this, the soundtrack is very uh, David Holmes-esque. Uh, is, that, is David Holmes the guy that does the soundtrack for the Ocean's movie, or am I conflating him with the guy that just offered testimony? I don't know if it's David Holmes. I'll, I'll double check. But. Okay. I think that's the same name. Uh, and they also released uh, the new free bit of content in the game called the Malawan Takedown. It is a in-game activity uh, with some new exclusive loot, but it is designed for four players. And it is a level 50 activity that you have to beat the game uh, in order to access. So that is there for you as well. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing about the new uh, the new Borderlands 3 DLC. It is mm-hmm. David Holmes. Okay, cool. So there's more than one, unsurprisingly. So, and uh, perhaps, Micah, you can buy the new Borderlands DLC with a card that you purchase from a particular website. Yes, if you go to Amazon.com. <laughs> that's Amazon. Or no. <laughs> Sorry. Go to W take two. Go to www.densepixels.com <laughs> <laughs> slash Amazon. That's M A A M A M. God damn. I am. What are you doing? Up. I'm tired, man. I'm really tired. He, he woke up last night again. We went, we went to Jamaica. We let him stay with the grandparents and they just fucked all his sleep patterns up and now we got to restart. So we're just fucking tired. You know, you know, perhaps you could go to densepixels.com slash Amazon and get yourself a sleep aid of like a sleep sheep for him or something of that nature. Or like, the, like, <laughs> yeah. like, the, like the noise making turtle that we had for our son when he was uh, growing up as well. Yes. Uh, go to w- w- www.densepixels.com slash Amazon for all your Amazon needs. Every time you make a purchase by going to www.densepixels.com slash Amazon, uh, you help us out by giving us a little itty bitty bitty finders, finders fee that is not tacked on to your purchase. Amazon foots the bill for that. And um, uh, it really helps us out. The more that you buy and the more people that do it really help us out. So that uh, we can finally get paid um, uh, from from our our boss who has not been paying us. So <laughs> go to www.densepixels.com slash Amazon. Look, that, that cyber truck isn't going to buy itself, Micah. That's no, let's, let's get real. It's <laughs> so, fucking huge, by the way. It is. You know, you only need a $100 deposit. What? To right. So thing? fucking reserve it. Yeah. $100 reserve it. Okay, and then you and then you've got three years to come up with forty to seventy thousand yeah, dollars to, to buy the motor to to buy the Minecraft car. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking wild. So are we not going to talk about the Stadia's uh, release? Is, is it truly? We talked about that last week. We did, but we we talked about it pre-release. Yeah, but that was but it was, was based it? on reviews. Yeah, now it's come out. Yeah. And it's still shitty. Yeah, it's still crap. <laughs> like it's even worse. There there was a fun there like was a fun uh, yeah, there, well there was a fun article in Android Central today reminding everybody that you probably shouldn't buy Google hardware uh at launch. Because it's always it's always <laughs> missing it's always missing features. 
Uh, as a many-time pixel buyer, I can attest that that is correct. <laughs> That's your fault. Look, uh, well, hey, once it gets all the updates, it's great. But you know, it's just it's just that day one. It's that day one experience. That's uh. Not always great, but I also don't buy the shit on day one because I'm smart. So, uh, Terrence, are you are you ejecting melting. from the podcast? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and pull the uh, the, the lever and shoot out of this car. Right right. This. Yeah, I, like look, I didn't watch SummerSlam, so I don't know, and I don't know what the fuck is going on. So, I'm gonna take off. All right. Well, Terrence is out of here. We are getting ready to talk uh, a little bit of Survivor Series. So, if uh, you are not a fan of the pro wrestling, uh, you can go with Terrence. Hit the bricks. Get out of here. <laughs> All right, guys. Take it. See, See you, Terrence. So, yes, Survivor <laughs> Series uh, came to us this past weekend uh, from Chicago. Always a fun wrestling town for sure. Um, yeah. It's, uh, now, did you watch? I did not get a chance to watch TakeOver. I did, of course, read the recaps later on. Uh, I did watch uh, some of Takeover. Okay. Uh, every Takeover comes on Saturdays, and that uh, just kind of messes me up. Yeah. But I did watch uh, some of it, and um, and I think I'm in love with Rhea Ripley. That's I, fine. I think I'm in love with her. That's fine. Um, it's I think it's the same feelings that Jay is having for Fiona Hill after uh, after last <laughs> week. <laughs> <laughs> Again, check out uh, check out. Look forward. Um, look, the two most important things that you need to know from that pay per view uh, is the epic heel turn uh, by Dakota Kai against yeah, uh, against, against Tegan Knox and all her friends. That was a that was a good one. Uh, good for her. We'll talk about that when we get to question of the week, and then uh, or when we get to the post office. And then uh, Adam Cole took a disgusting bump from the top of the cage through tables. Adam Cole might be. Um, the best wrestler in the company. Uh, we'll we'll save that talk for later because I think yeah. you might be right. Now, I didn't watch the pre-show either. Um, I I did not get home until later last night. They counted the pre-show matches in the 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 tally for Survivor Series. Um, but they but every brand won one match, so they still went into the pay per view. Uh, ev- you know, all square. Yeah. So I was upset that they relegated the tag team match to the pre-show. Uh, I was actually quite looking forward to that match. Um, I believe the War Raiders won that one, or the Viking Raiders, whatever the fuck their team name is now. If I'm not mistaken, I I know Leo mm-hmm. Rush. No, the uh, you're talking about the um, are you talking about the oh you're talking about the main show? Yeah. No, no, I'm, oh, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm talking about I'm talking about the pre-show still. The 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 tag team champion triple threat match. Between. Oh, there was some weird like tag team battle royale on the pre-show. Well, that was there too, and that was won by a SmackDown team, and then Leo Rush yeah. won the slap together cruiserweight match that they had <laughs> between yeah. between Leo Rush and the only two other cruiserweights that aren't in NXT at this point. This <laughs> two hundred five live is now basically a part of NXT. So, <laughs> so there's so there is that. Um, so, like I said, we get we we start the pay per view that proper. Um, we're not counting the pre-show in the official tally. Uh, nah. so, so like I said, it's all square anyway. Um, now look, they had NXT and Survivor Series for the first time. They're in Chicago. There was never any any guess as to how this was going to go. Right. They were going to be popping for NXT wrestlers all over the place for sure. Um, Death Phoenix had a dope blazer, I noted. Uh, when they when they showed her before the uh, pay per view started, very cool, very yeah. law, very Lawler esque, 
uh, but much more classy. <laughs> and we kicked it off with the ladies Survivor Series match. Uh, we're not going to list all the participants because that's too many people, 15 people in this match. Now, here's, here's my problem. And this was kind of an issue, and they, they addressed it better on the men's side as well. So you had war games the night before. And you had, you know, these, you, you had like Candice LeRae and Io Shirai, you know, using war games to end a blood feud. And, and like you have, you know, Bianca Belair was also on the heel side in that match as well. And she's on this, on this Survivor Series team. And it's just, it's weird. Like it's, you, you almost have to like treat Survivor Series as, its own like microcosm event, essentially. Like, you can't you can't pay attention to anything outside of what's going on in the Survivor Series, essentially. Yeah, it's a one off, right? And right. they try to justify it by like, oh well, you know, they've got their differences, but they have to come together to because they're so proud of their brand. They don't care, guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it, but it, yeah, it's very it's very weird. You got to treat it as a like a what if story, right? And then the other but, thing is too is that it, they would be very inconsistent in kind of attributing how much damage the some of the NXT wrestlers took as a result of participating in War Games the night before. Like some guys were really beat up, and like Rhea Ripley, you wouldn't have even known that she had just wrestled in essentially a two on four handicap match inside of a double <laughs> steel cage. Uh, the previous evening. Yeah. So um, I, there was a point where Charlotte speared Io Shirai, and Io Shirai has the best uh, ladies' sell of a spear that I think I've ever seen. Um, that was pretty fantastic. Also, cannot yeah. wait for the Ray Ripley-Charlotte uh, feud that is inevitably coming in like a year or two down the road. <laughs> Yeah, I think she's got a. I think she's got a uh, dethrone Shayna Baszler, uh, and have a run at the title for a while. Uh, so you won't see her take on Charlotte Flair for a while, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty fucking cool. Now we did have a little bit of story building in this match. Oscar um, and Charlotte were uh, were having some some getting getting at each other's throats both on the Raw team. Oscar uh, hit Charlotte. With the green mist, which led to Charlotte getting eliminated, and then Oscar just dipped out of the match, her damn self. Um, that's being paid <laughs> off apparently tonight on Raw. They're going to be fighting one on one, and I'm sure that that's probably just laying the groundwork for a feud to come. And I think I think the uh, there's supposed to be uh, Charlotte and Becky Lynch versus the Kabuki Warriors at TLC has already been advertised. I think. Oh wow! So that's uh, that might be setting that up now. Um, so that was pretty cool. Uh, I was laughing. I don't know if you were laughing uh, at Natalia and Sasha Banks coming together in this temporary <laughs> alliance, knowing exactly what was about to happen because I, I too watched WWE television three months ago. <laughs> I mean, uh, apparently, uh, like even the commentators were like, don't trust her. Don't like, what are you doing? <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it, look, I, you can see it coming. I enjoyed it anyway because I don't like Natalia, but it really makes Natalia look stupid. It does. It does. Because again, like, like Sasha Banks literally returned from her hiatus when <laughs> Natalia was eulogizing the, the year anniversary of her father's death in the ring. And, and then, they, and then they teamed up and, and she helped, you know, she helped daddy perform a, a heart attack on, 
on I can't uh, on I can't remember which NXT wrestler they they eliminated with that, but uh, but yeah, like how did you not see that coming? Right, we all I... saw it coming. <laughs> That's fine. Now, there's a point in the match where Io Shirai and Candice LeRae both got injured, and and it was unclear as to how that happened. So they both were helped to the back, and then we come down to Ray Ripley and and. Sasha Banks is the final two participants in the match. But then Candice LeRae and Io Shirai were just allowed to gallivant back down to the ring and, and yeah. get involved in shenanigans. Yeah. That's well, first of all, when uh, you know, I was I was walking around or doing something and I had it on, I had it on television, and my wife was downstairs. She'll watch she'll watch a few minutes of it before she's like, I can't take this anymore. <laughs> and um and I came back in and she said, oh, uh, two of these, these two are injured. And just the way she said that they were injured, I was like, oh, wow. Like they really didn't, they really didn't sell that at all. Well, no, you could tell it was a kayfabe injury just by how the other competitors were reacting. Like that was definitely like a, a planned portion of the match, essentially. Uh, okay. It doesn't really make sense. Um, but, you know. Uh, I'll roll with it. I mean, I, I mean, are, I, were they protecting Sasha? Like, were they were they making it just that she didn't have to take a clean loss from Ray Ray Ripley? That's the only thing I can imagine is that they were they were keeping her safe, um, while still putting Ray Ripley over a bit. Maybe, maybe because uh, towards the end of this match, I'm like, all right, well, this is obviously this has to be a, a vehicle for Ray Ripley, right? Mm-hmm. Like. Like, I know Sasha has, like, there's rumors of Sasha being, like, a bit of a diva and, you know, always wanting to to be uh, the victor of the thing that is first, right? Mm-hmm. But um, you can't, like, Sa- Sasha, uh, Sasha doesn't need this, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, so, yeah, I was, I was very happy when, uh, when, when she didn't win. But yeah, I guess you're right. I guess it's to to keep her strong or whatever. Yeah. So Ray Ripley wins on on the distraction, basically the interference from Yashrai and Candice LeRae. So NXT takes the Survivor Series lead, and and with this match, and and I did this with the other ones. I kind of I looked at who I thought whose stock benefited the most from the match, kind of like I do in the Royal Rumble, where even mm-hmm. if someone doesn't win, like it, it still helps their career. And I think that obviously Ray Ripley. And Bianca Belair were probably the two biggest standouts, or the, the two people helped the most um, by this match here tonight. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, quick backstage segment: Seth Rollins confronted uh, Kevin Owens, who <sighs> was the secret uh, the secret partner for the NXT Good Guy Team in War Games the night before. Uh, of course, Kevin Owens also on Team Raw, so Seth uh, questioned his loyalty to Raw. And Kevin Owens predictably questioned Seth Rollins, uh, called Seth Rollins out for questioning somebody's loyalty, which is a fair <laughs> fair thing to do. Now, I, I I put this on here because I have to point out that Seth Rollins wearing a Michael Jordan Bulls styled like jacket feels like a heel move. Yeah. What do you think of What do you think of Seth Rollins? I, I think currently, he, I think he's got to turn heel. I think I think obviously the the babyface shtick. Um, has worn thin with the audience, and he I I like him as a heel anyway. Like he he's he's he, a shitty heel. He's a scumbag. So he is so much better as a heel in 
everything that he does it just for even for something down to the sound of his voice just gets on your nerves right <laughs> and he's he's the perfect he's the perfect heel he's not quite a chicken shit heel right because he can go but at the same time like he's he's smarmy man right. he's he's very smarmy and he needs to play that up man and uh, the way he the way he acts on social media and stuff like that it's like it, it, i don't i don't know man but he needs to go he needs to go full heel man you don't like me no well I, I built it up i can burn it down <laughs> like yeah, all right well like let's embrace some of that man yeah because he has and i hate to keep using this this phrase but he has lived long enough to see himself become the villain it's time to go ahead and embrace that shit speaking of guys that i don't know how they were ever allowed to be baby faces um roderick strong is too good at being a douche to be any <laughs> to, to be anything but a heel the next match was the uh, was the secondary uh, title match matchup between AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Roderick Strong. Now, during this match, so I saw. Obviously, I'm a huge undisputed era mark. I love Roderick Strong. I think he's a great wrestler. But could you imagine if you take AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura, and the third man in the match is the former North American champion? The Velveteen Dream. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I would have liked. He's injured, isn't he? He's hurt right now. Yes, that's why he dropped. Yeah, him yeah. I would have. I would have. I, I, I like that guy. Uh, he's got a weird gimmick, but he's all in, and he's not afraid to look, you know, foolish. He still needs, but he's not ready yet. You know what I mean? Right. But this would have been a this would have been a very good platform for him to. To showcase his talent, especially but. especially with Nakamura, could you imagine like the weird dude off that those two guys could have had? Yeah. With one another? that would have been amazing. <laughs> that would have been great. So I so I found myself kind of wishing that Velveteen Dream would have been involved in this match. So this one was interesting because I expected this to be the best match on the card, honestly, given the guys involved. Um, but the first ten minutes were slow. Um, I, I I really enjoyed the last third of the match once they picked up the pace a little bit, but this was a slow moving match. Uh, at yeah. the onset in this one, um, you did get a fake out on the predictable Tower of Doom spot. Thank God. <laughs> Super happy about that. And uh, you also had one of my favorite triple threat endings that doesn't seem to get used enough where AJ Styles leveled Nakamura with the phenomenal forearm. And before he could make the cover, Roderick Strong tosses him out of the ring and steals his pin to get the <laughs> to get the shit heel triple threat victory <laughs> to put NXT up to Cobb uh, for the night so far. It was a fun match, but yeah, it was, uh, it was back. It was backloaded. It, it was backloaded. That is, that is a good way to put it. So we move on then to the uh, NXT championship match. Uh, Pete Dunn, who won a triple threat match the night before, uh, gets to wrestle against Adam Cole, baby. Now listen, listen, Adam Cole's walking down to the ring. He gets on, he gets on the apron and they're talking, they're talking like, well, like, let's like, we got to show you what happened last night to Adam Cole showing the bump that he took off the top of the cage. And I said to myself, I'm like, you better wait 30 seconds though. Cause he's going to do his thing in the middle of the ring where he stands there and throws his hands in the air and the whole crowd 
shouts Bebe. Yeah. But they cut away from that to show the replay. Mike, are they going to cut away from Triple H spitting water on the ring apron when he comes uh, down to the not. ring? No, they're they damn right fired. they're not. <laughs> Fuck out of here. I was pissed off when they did that shit. Mm. I was so angry. I mean that you you got it later because they because of course since it's a championship match they did the boxing style in ring announcements so you still got to get it later on yeah. but I was pissed I was really mad <laughs> I was really mad about that. <laughs> um, Adam Cole accompanied to the ring by taped ribs in this match. So so the story with this match is that Adam Cole got fucked up in War Games. Pete Dunne fucked his knee up in the triple threat match. So this was just basically two beat up dudes. Just trying to survive against one another. Yeah. And it was a really fucking good match, I thought. I mean, this was it for me. I, I loved this match. Um, it's always like I, I don't get a chance to watch uh, wrestling on Wednesdays mm-hmm. as much as I, I want to. Um, and I don't know if NXT plays. Does NXT play the, uh, the full show on the network now um, that it's moved to USA? I would hope so. I don't see why they wouldn't. All right. I, I'll have to check um, because that's the only time I'll be able to watch it is like while I'm at work on Thursdays or something. But uh, I don't get the the point is I don't get to watch NXT as much as I as much as I want to. And every time I see uh, NXT superstars, Russell, I'm like, yo, this is this is so much better than what is going on on the main shows Mm -hmm. and WWE does a very, very good job. Like I know people like to shit on WWE. WWE does a, an an incredible job of catching you up with a story. If you are, uh, have been a lapsed fan and you know, quickly why these two people are, are fighting and their promo packages are amazing. And, And these are just like, I I quickly got caught up with Adam Cole and what he was doing and quickly caught up with Pete. Like last time I saw Pete Dunn Russell, he was the, the NXT UK champ. That was forever ago. (laughs) Right. Right. So, so just, and then I'm always just amazed at watching these guys wrestle. I'm like, yo, this is, this is amazing, man. Yeah. Pete, Pete Dunn uh, and, and Adam Cole deserves a lot of. A lot of, lot of praise for this match, but Pete Dunne uh, is no slouch on his own. He's very good. Um, I like his style, too. Like, he has such a and, – and, and I don't usually like strikers. I've talked about this um, ad nauseum when we talk about wrestling. But Pete Dunne's style is so unique, and, and I quite like it, um, even though it's more of a striking style in a lot of ways. Partly because he does, like, the fucking, like, finger, finger torture and stuff like that. Which nobody yeah, else gets to do. The, the joint, man, the small joint manipulation, like it just, it just, it it skeeves you out. You yeah. know what I mean? Because you, because you can definitely kind of feel that. We've all, we've all been there and had that happen before. Um, speak, so, uh, things I'll never get tired of. Top of the list is Adam Cole super kicking people out of moonsaults. I will never get tired <laughs> of seeing that. I would love to see that in every single match. Also, they they telegraph this, but. Fucking Panama Sunrise on the ring apron. I mean, uh, Jesus Christ. 
And as as uh, as the as as most uh, wrestling announcers are quick to tell you, it's the hardest part of the ring. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> <laughs> so that was pretty cool. And then and then the finish here was great because you had you had Cole um like doing his best to get over on Dunn and Dunn set him up for his finisher, the bitter end. But he countered that, flipping over him and and just turning the bitter end into another Panama sunrise. And then he hit him with his uh, last shot. Uh, knee strike for the pin. Mm-hmm. Um, there was also a good moment where both of them were making making the good like I can't believe this dude won't stay down face kind of <laughs> and, and the and the camera caught that pretty well. So that that was a good uh, that was a good image uh, for that match. But what a, what a great match! Adam Cole retains, of course, as, as he was always going to. I mean, this match was slapped together uh, just to kind of fill out the card a little bit for Survivor Series and to feature NXT a little bit. Um, I was surprised when we then went into. Another championship match. This is the Daniel Bryan versus The Fiend uh, match for the Universal Championship. Uh, They kind of rushed this feud together, which is a shame because there's a lot of history that you can draw back on, which they attempted to kind of weave in. I thought the announcers could have done a much better job during the match of kind of weaving that history in. Yeah, uh, Brian was a member of the Wyatt family at one point. Right. And, you know, like it, they kind of treated this as just these were brand new guys. Both of them were brand new guys, like just with, with very, very little history other than the fact that, you know, one guy wants what the other guy has. And I, I, um, what do you think of what they're doing with Bray Wyatt? Slash the fiend. Well, it's it's so. I know they kind of booked themselves into a corner. Yeah, in the, in the Seth Rollins feud that where they had to put the title on him because they really fucked up at Hell in a Cell. Um, and that's unfortunate because I think that it's difficult to see who's going to beat the fiend to knock that belt off of him. So that yeah that, because. You don't want like you're uh, I'm assuming they're creating like a new Undertaker type character, right? A, a character that is a phenom that is is um, uh, otherworldly, like like people are af- afraid in quotes to to wrestle him because they don't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. But I've never like I've never like no one can can tell me like a legendary undertaker run with him on top. You know what I mean? Like, and, and why would the fiend want the belt? I think, I think they do a good enough job of, of dealing with that aspect in the fire, firefly funhouse segments. You know what I mean? Like, like, like Bray Wyatt treats it as like a cool toy and like a fun trophy and that kind of thing. Like, so like they at least can address that motivation of sorts but it's just like i said it's difficult to see who is going to beat him and it's probably going to happen at wrestlemania but it's just gonna be and 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 god help us if it's roman reigns because like the fans are gonna fucking (laughs) are gonna fucking rebel against that super hard if that's the case but we'll see um what do you think about the kane mood lighting they're sticking with it with the fiend and his match. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of tired of it. I, I remember that the in-ring debut when uh, he beat the shit out of Finn Balor, and because uh, Finn Balor wanted a vacation, so, um, and, and it was amazing, right? Like 
they're overproducing him now. Like now that now that Bray Wyatt has worked to get this character to be something that people love and the brass is like, oh, people really, really, really love this. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're overproducing it, I think. And you know, remember when when the Firefly Funhouse first started and people didn't know what the hell was going on. Mm. And now Michael Cole is like, and or yeah, Michael Cole is like, well, and, and get ready for another wild segment with the Firefly Funhouse. <laughs> like, like, nah, yo, like this is supposed to be like taking over. You know what I right. mean? Like, it's supposed like to be a, a force production. that's just kind of, that's just kind of entering and, and it's supposed to be chaotic, like you know. Oh, yeah, it kind of. It that's it's funny because you kind of had the same effect that the old NWO um, advertisements had during like nitros back in the day. Yeah. So uh, you know, it it's they haven't they haven't fucked it up yet, but um, I, I I I say that sentence very specifically with that word yet, right? At the end of it. Now, I will say this match was excellent. And I have to give credit where credit is due. The match would not have been as excellent as it was uh, if not for the crowd performing their part uh, with Daniel Bryan as they did. Yeah. Like like they needed the crowd there for those yes moments and, and for all that and to get behind Daniel Bryan at the right time. Um in order to make this work. And, and they, they definitely came through. Um, I would like to see this feud continue onward because I think they could do an interesting story with it. Um, so I hope this, this wasn't just a one and done. Cause I don't think they gave it enough time to breathe. Um, it with, with this one. So, but, uh, but the fiend retains against Daniel Bryan. He, uh, beat him with the mandible claw, uh, countering the running knee. And uh, the fiend still gets to, gets to no sell finishing moves, so <laughs> so that's yeah. still a thing that's happening. Um, so now we turn to the men's Survivor Series match. Now I was super excited for this match because the Hoss fight potential that was that was in this match was off the charts. I mean, there's a bunch of big beefy dudes in there, man. right? Like like I there there was a there was a the the potential for a Keith Lee Braun Strowman confrontation uh, salivating salivating what that was going to look like. But of course, Drew McIntyre had to ruin it by giving <laughs> Braun Strowman a Claymore kick on the outside of the ring during the match. And he got counted out of the match. Um, I, I like don't know Rick, what they're doing with Braun Strowman. Yeah. It's, he's in some kind of a weird, a weird holding pattern. It feels yeah. like, um, like pull the, like should have get off the pot with him, man. Like, right. I so, don't know. Uh, I did like uh, I did like Slick Rick's uh, Batman Beyond inspired ring gear. Uh, that was that was pretty cool. So here's so here's the thing about this match. This match was just kind of whatever until we got down to the final four. Like yeah. one like once we got down to Champa and Keith Lee for NXT, Seth Rollins for Raw, and Roman Reigns for SmackDown. That's where all the fucking moments of this match came. You had you 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 almost had the Shield the mini Shield reunion. Uh, power bombing Champa through the announce table until Keith Lee came in and made the save. Uh, Champa looked really fucking strong against Seth Rollins, especially he actually got to pin Seth Rollins and eliminate him from the match. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he, you know, he looked good for for Roman Reigns, but the guy, the 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 guy who won 
not only Survivor Series, but also the lead up to Survivor Series because they have made Keith Lee look like a million fucking dollars over the past several weeks leading yeah, up to man. this event. Yeah. Um, it, first of all, Keith Lee has uh, a look that is just unique, mm-hmm. right? Like he's not, you know, bodybuilder type. He doesn't look athletic. He looks like a he looks like a big ass teddy bear, right? Like he looks like a big three hundred pound teddy he, bear. You know, you know what he is. He is the evolutionary version of like a Bam Bam Bigelow or a Vader. Yes, yes, he can fucking move, dude. And it's amazing to see this this big ass dude just running at high speeds and and jumping up and down and doing fucking doing doing shit off the top rope and he hit Roman Reigns with the biggest bump I've ever seen Roman Reigns take ever with his spirit bomb I mean that thing was I thought it was about the I thought it was about to drive him through the mat and then he kind of <laughs> like stands him up and 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 to make sure that the shoulders are really fucking down it it and Roman Reigns is a big fucking dude, man. Like this isn't just like, you know, Kevin Owens popping doing a pop up power bomb on someone his equal, which is all you know also impressive. Like Keith Lee holds you up for a second, kind of like the last ride, and then fucking drives your ass down with a sit down power bomb, man. And it, it's it's, uh, w- wow. So, but he did not get the fall on Roman Reigns. We did. That. He, and, but it was, it was about as close as you can get. Like they, 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 they were disputing on the announce team whether or not Roman Reigns was successful. Because the referee ex- actually hit the mat 4-3, but then popped yeah. up immediately. He's like, no, 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 that was two, that was two. Like he couldn't hold the count up basically, um, right. which I don't know if that was on purpose or not. That might have been planned. It might have not been planned. We don't know. Um, and it, oh, took, yeah. it took two Superman punches uh, and a spear to, to fell Keith Lee. Um, so yeah, he, and, and he got, he got the, uh, he got the acknowledgement from Roman Reigns after the match, uh, the, the endorsement as it were. Um, there is no way that within the next two months, we are not, we're either going to see Keith Lee on SmackDown or he's winning the North American championship at whatever the next takeover event is. One of the, one of those two things is going to happen for sure. All the, um, you know, all the wrestling news, uh, says that, uh, Vince McMahon fell in love with Keith Lee. Oh, of course. After, he did. <laughs> uh, after that, right. <laughs> he fell in love with him, man. Uh, so he is, um, prepare for him to have a rocket strapped onto him, man. Cause <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, that was a, that was a hell of a performance. And, and, uh, and like I said, he's, he's looked amazing and, and he's, he's so good at, at, a lot of small stuff like like the the endearing thing for me is they were on on the last episode of NXT before the pay-per-view they they did the thing where you know Raw invaded and SmackDown invaded and there was the big brawl and basically everyone was having their turn in the ring to get their stuff in like you know so one guy would come in and do his finisher on some dude and then another dude would come in behind him and he'd get do his finish on him well the 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 moment that I saw so Keith Lee I can't remember who he spirit bombed he spirit bombed somebody tossed him out of the ring and then uh and then uh Ibar from the Viking Raiders came in and so you know two big dudes squaring up they're getting ready to go and then Keith Lee just kind of like looked outside the ring and smiled and then both those dudes fucking ran off the ropes and both did like the no touch 
the no touch fucking flip to the outside on the on the pile of people. But just like just like the like the express like but Keith Lee gave that like little smirk that he does before before he did it. And like that shit like shit like that. Like that's that's fucking perfect. Yeah, um, man. I think. So the the other thing I'll say is that they made a big fucking deal earlier in the night about the whole Kevin Owens loyalty thing. They could have done a lot more with that. The only thing that they did do is that Kevin Owens had the opportunity to frog splash either Champa or whoever was on the ground for SmackDown and he like was on the top rope like looking back and forth at who he was going to do it to and then he of course did it to the SmackDown guy. Which they didn't even address on commentary. Like they could have at least addressed, like, oh, he didn't do champ, he didn't frog splash Champa, and then Champa eliminated him from the match shortly thereafter. So, like I said, I feel yeah. like a bit of a wasted opportunity there to really have some fun um, with that. Uh, this that just goes to show that Kevin Owens knows his character and he's always present. Right. Like you know, whereas some of the commentators aren't. <laughs> you know, it's just even though that's your job. Yep. I would agree. And then uh, this also was a great match for uh, Baron Corbin to increase his uh, shit healery. Uh, <laughs> I like that guy, man. I, you know what? I do, too. I, I know the crowd fucking hates him, but they're supposed to. Like, that's the whole fucking point. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so SmackDown claws one back. So they is now NXT 2 SmackDown 1 Raw 0. Um, so the next match. So... This Rey Mysterio Brock Lesnar confrontation was not looking forward to it. Um, mm-hmm. The one positive going into it is that at least there's no one that can ragdoll for Brock Lesnar quite as good as Rey Mysterio can ragdoll for Brock Lesnar. Like he yeah. does that thing where he can like slide out of the ring, like he can just slide like slide on the ring apron and fly you know, ten feet out of the ring essentially <laughs> under the bottom rope, like that kind of shit. So I, I thought at least we would get to see Brock Lesnar do a murder. At least we would get to see him do a murder, and that might be entertaining. But that is not what we got. Instead, we got Brock Lesnar beating up on Rey Mysterio for a while until Rey Mysterio's son Dominic uh came down to the ring. But then the the extended hope spot started where basically Dominic and Ray uh, two on one Lesnar with low blows and a double six one nine and a double now, frog splash we, off the top. Do we call that a twelve thirty eight, which is six six nineteen times two, or do we call it uh, a twelve two eighteen, which is six doubled one double nine double? I like the twelve thirty eight better. Okay, I, 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 yeah, I like that. Hit, the, the Mysterios hit hit Brock Lesnar with a twelve thirty eight, <laughs> and um and and you know, uh, uh, this is the the best callback, the the longest callback that I've ever seen from WWE. Um, it is it is a one hundred percent certainty that Dominic is not Eddie Guerrero's son because <laughs> that frog splash was not good. <laughs> it, it was ugly. It was like he belly flopped on him, man. I mean, look that. Look that. That being said, he's not. He's not a bad salesman. Dominic's not so far that that we've gotten to see from him so far. Look, look. I gotta. I gotta admit, man. I gotta. Oh, they 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 did they did get me for half a second. Like like when they when they when they were both laying on top of Lesnar after the double frog splash, I was just like. Are they really gonna do that? <laughs> really I, look, gonna I do thought this? they were, man. I thought they were like, and like the optics for me personally, because I see a lot of things through the lens of race. To see these two uh, Latino American men uh, double team 
what is Hitler's wet dream, <laughs> a, a gigantic blonde, blue eyed, Aryan looking man, uh, as a, fa- and as a father son duo, you know, cause like the fatherhood thing is still new to me. And I'm like, yeah, like, like, like it got me pumped, man. And, and they, when they hit him with the 1238 and then the doubles frog splash and they both got on top of him, I'm like, holy shit, they're going to fucking do it. <laughs> and, and, and nah, man, they were just like, fuck you. I hope you had that. <laughs> hope you enjoyed that feel good moment. <laughs> that, that was about <laughs> it. And then, and then the end, the end came shortly after. Look, man, when is Brock Lesnar? I've said it before. When is he going to start wearing a cup to the ring? He literally has one weak point, and it's his balls. Because every fucking match that he's lost in the except for the Goldberg match that he's lost in the last fucking seven years has been because he gets he gets getting kicked to the nuts by people. Yeah, man. Like it's uh, I, I look just wear it on the outside like a superhero outfit. <laughs> Then you got to think of something else. You know what I mean? <laughs> so they end the, so the main event tonight is the, the women's, uh, champions triple threat match. Uh, and NXT basically has it in the bag at this point. All SmackDown can do is hope to tie, uh, NXT for the survivor series win. Um, but here's the problem is that the, this match was insanely predictable to me. Like, like there's not, there was nothing that happened in this match really that surprised me given the buildup that had gone into it. Like Bailey was kind of the, you know, cowering heel of sorts during it. Uh, the focus on the match was, was Becky and Shayna Baszler for the most part, which is how they promo the match going in. I think the, the most effective thing they could have done was have Bailey look really strong and come out on top in this match, given how they booked it leading in. But she's actually the one that takes the submission, uh, to I, Shayna Baszler. I, yeah. I didn't think, um, I didn't think uh, she was going to win, but the like you said, it was predictable. The outcome that happened, the way it happened, you could see from a mile away. Like I really wanted Shayna Baszler to make Becky Lynch tap out, but they're obviously going to stretch this out a bit mm-hmm. because Becky doesn't have um, new legitimate contenders that she can that she can go up against. And, uh, I'm thinking Shayna Baszler will be it, uh, which leads me to believe that Shayna Baszler will probably drop her NXT women's title rather soon mm-hmm. so that they can build up towards a WrestleMania match. Right. And they, and they should. And, and to be honest, like I'm ready for Shayna Baszler to go to raw because again, I'm, I'm seeing the potential feuds, her versus Charlotte, I think would be a, another great program, uh, her versus Oscar, which we didn't get to see. In NXT, I think could be yeah. tremendous as well, um, especially because you have Kyrie Sane there as well, and they have a long history. Uh, Baszler and Kyrie Sane do, so yeah. like I, th- I think that that could. I, I think she's ready to move up. I think she's proven that she has come a lo- really long way since we first saw her, um, and so it'd be good for her to get to Raw sooner rather than later. Um, so here's an interesting question that I have for you. So the way this ended is that Becky got cleaned out on the announce table by Baszler, and then she went in the ring and submitted Bailey. But Becky Lynch was the one who got to stand tall at the end of the pay-per-view. And I feel like maybe, and this might just be because it was the Chicago crowd, and maybe they're just weird, and, and that's how this is. But I feel like we might be starting to see some cracks in the Becky Lynch uh, fan base tour, because they're starting to give her the overly strong booking. A little bit here. Um, I didn't like that. 
I didn't like how that ended with uh, the, Becky's music should not have been playing as the show went off the air. Mm-hmm. It, it shouldn't have. She didn't win the match. Um, I, I, you know, I'm kind of off the Becky train. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's, you know, the acknowledgement of her and Seth Rollins being together and like people, his, you know, the heat that he's getting mm-hmm. is rubbing off on her. I don't know what it is, but I'm, I never bought in. I, while I appreciate, I, I bought into the whole, the man shtick when she was a heel, but you know, the crowd seemed to like it, which turned her anti-heel or anti-face or, you know, a badass good guy. Mm-hmm. And that's when it started to kind of shake for me, right? Because she's doing more talking than 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 acting, right? Like yeah, th- she's th- trying to be the Stone Cold, right? Right, and I, th- I think I think what we right, I think we forget is that Steve Austin came to the ring every every week and fucking talked to the microphone, but he also fucking gave somebody a Stone Cold Stunner every fucking week as well. Like it wasn't just him right. flapping his gums; like he was beating the shit out of people every week as well. Right. Whereas Becky is kind of like the 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 episode of South Park that they did on wrestling, where all those kids thought wrestling was was just giving monologues. <laughs> and they were and and they're like and then their gym teacher was like, That's not wrestling. He's like, Yeah, this is what we see on WWF every week. Like that's what Becky is doing. She's doing a bunch of talking and not acting. And then, you know, I mean, this is me being a racist, but like, you ain't got the voice to be fucking yelling and screaming like a badass. You need more. She needs to, she needs more action than talking. Mm-hmm. If she gets back into just beating the shit out of people, which she did when she was, uh, earlier in the man persona, mm-hmm. I think, I think I'll be ready to jump back on. But all this, all this hemming and hawing. It's, it's nonsense. Like you're not, and, and when you're in your matches, you're not dominant. Shayna Baszler doesn't do too much talking, probably because part of it is she's not a good talker, mm. but she comes in and she beats the shit out of you handedly. And she, and her, her, and her finisher is a, is a, is a violent looking submission that, that, that people always tap out to like, yeah. Becky needs Becky needs to to reevaluate in my opinion and and get back to the old Becky Lynch, you know what I mean? <laughs> and and I think that will turn her around. Otherwise, I, you know, she's going to go the way of Seth Rollins real quick. Right. Um so one question for you before we get into listener questions. Um are we going to just start seeing a couple NXT matches on every WWE pay-per-view here from now on? Um, look, this pay-per-view, uh, did what I think it was supposed to do and it made NXT, uh, uh, it, it, it put NXT on an equal playing field. Mm -hmm. You know, they're no longer the, 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 the farm farm system. Yeah. Right. They, it put them, it gave them a platform and they showed out and it, it, this made me want to watch NXT. This didn't make me want to watch Raw. This didn't make me want to watch SmackDown. It made me want to watch NXT to see what's to see what's going on there. And I think that was I think that was the goal, especially now that they have direct competition on Wednesdays. Um, so yeah, I uh, I I think that you will see a couple more 
NXT superstars pop up more often mm-hmm. to remind people, hey, we got this good thing going on Wednesdays. Come watch us. It, it'll be the wild card rule all over again. Mm-hmm. But let's hope they don't acknowledge it as well. This is official. Uh, the uh, the wild card rule. Like like just just let it happen. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, we'll go right into the questions here because Cam kind of spins off into this. So he says, "Are you guys scared that some Fox execs watch Survivor Series this weekend and are about to remind Vince how much money they gave him by requesting a bunch of NXT <laughs> talent be moved to SmackDown?" <laughs> Um, no, I wouldn't be too concerned about that. Cause like Micah mentioned, they have competition on Wednesday nights now. So it, it's in their interest to keep NXT to be as strong as possible. And they're bolstering it. I mean, Finn Balor, uh, is back in NXT. Uh, he beat Matt Riddle yeah. over the weekend. Um, and he has got a new cool heel persona with <laughs> that he's rocking down there as well. Um, it wouldn't shock me to see Kevin Owens go back down, even though it doesn't seem like that that's a guarantee. Um, at some point. So it seems like they're actually really focused on bolstering NXT and look with SmackDown, they actually have a stronger, um, they have a stronger pool than we, we, we take a lot of wrestlers for granted. And because we see them all the time and have for several years, we forget like how quality they are, but like Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan, the fiend, um, you know, fucking Baron Corbin, whether you like him or not, he's, he's still making people hate him. Like guys like that are going to carry the day new day obviously um you know so i i think smackdown's fine for right now yeah for um for it being on network television you know there's a certain there's a certain tone that you have to have and the wrestlers there i mean minus the fiend which is odd but the wrestlers there match that tone and yeah, and they're, and they're talented, man. Like people, again, people shit on WWE. No, nah, man, that wrestlers are really good, man. It's just that, you know, they're giving stupid shit to say yeah. and they're booked in stupid storylines about, you know, cucking husbands and, 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 uh, you know, bastard children and shit like that. Like that's, that's stupid. So, spe- so spe- spe- speaking of that, Gary asks, uh, alluding to your mention that apparently Vince uh, fell in love with Keith Lee, how long will it take for Vince to try to move him to SmackDown or Raw and turn him into a pimp or put him in a Who's the Father storyline? Yeah, I swear to God, yo. <laughs> I swear to God. Uh, I-, I would take it as a personal affront because Keith Lee looks like our friend Rob. And if they were, if I have to endure looking at a guy who looks like our friend Rob be a pimp in a who's your daddy storyline, I'm going to be really pissed. Um, I think Malcolm at one point was like, uh, he's, he heard something about, you know, Vince might, might get him and turn him heel or some shit. And I'm like, yo, that's, that's so, that's so the wrong thing to do with this guy. Mm-hmm. It just, yeah. He, yo, he's, don't fuck he's, him up, he's got, he's got a way too good face stick right now. Like like the whole the whole bask in his glory chant like is too is too good to to turn yeah, that dude heel and not get that like that's you, you got you got to have that. And Vince um, will turn him into uh, the new narcissist. Yeah. Like oh, bask in my glory. Like all right, all right, all right. Way to way to fucking kill it. Uh, Mark says, "Is it me or is women's wrestling just booming right now?" Uh, he finds himself giving a shit ton more for their stories and matches and following more of them on Twitter uh, and branching out to their friends in the indies. 
Um, it is, but that's it's not because of anything special. They're just treating women's wrestling like wrestling now, where they didn't do that before. They really didn't. They they hired a bunch of models in the nineties to get naked and roll around like some sort of skinamax, you know, porn. Like it's it, it it they're treating them like you said, like the athletes that they are. They're hiring athletes and they're not hiring models or just hiring models and then trying to train them. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're hiring legit athletes. And they're putting them and, in uh, regular regular storylines. Like like the Bailey like I'm I'm really enjoying Bailey's heel turn because there is so much depth that they could do with her if they can actually communicate the story well because she she's a character that even though she is a heel it's very clear that she still deals with a tremendous amount of like insecurity and things of that yeah. nature and, and and using that as a to to lash out at people would be an interesting like psychology experiment that you could do really well in pro wrestling but then again <laughs> it is it is WWE so right what are you going to do um Speaking of heels, uh, Cam says, if the moon was made from barbecue <laughs> spare ribs, good callback, by the way, for those that don't know that reference, just Google Will Ferrell, Harry Carey, uh, would Dakota Kai be dead to you forever for the unwarranted attack on Tegan Knox? Look, man, I'm very excited to see what they do with Dakota Kai uh, from here on out. That's also more fuel to the fire for me that Shayna Baszler has gone sooner rather than later. Uh, because yeah. they now have the next an, another big heel to take her place, but that that was a monster heel turn that she got yeah. to, that she got to be yeah. part of. I was like, Jesus Christ, dude! Like this is like she like she punched William Regal <laughs> like during <laughs> during the whole during the fracas. <laughs> so I don't know, man. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, Malcolm says after the weekend she had, how long till Ray Ripley has the crowd flip on her? Um, I guess he's saying he's trying to say that she, she's getting like the she looked too strong this weekend. Um, so how how long till she gets you know the Roman Reigns you know turn on him? I don't think that this what we saw this weekend was indicative of a long term thing with her. I think this was putting her on the map and establishing her because she's she is new even to a subset of the NXT audience because she came from NXT UK. So if you don't follow up with NXT UK, you might be relatively unfamiliar with her as well. And and like we've discussed, she's pro- she almost assuredly is going to be the person to dethrone Shayna Baszler on NXT. Yeah. Yeah. I think this was just, uh, like you said, just, a uh, a here I am world. Um, and, um, yeah, I don't. I don't think they'll. I don't. I don't know. I don't think they'll flip on her just yet. Um, if they would have put her on, you know, SmackDown or some shit like that, then yeah, like all right. But no, I think. I think. Uh, does Triple H have autonomy with uh, essentially, NXT? Yeah, essentially, Vin, Vince really does not does not stick his nose into that too much. Now, what about in terms of uh, rotating them? I hate to use the word "calling up." The term "calling up." Yeah, I don't even. I, I don't I, even. I don't even. I. I don't even use that term anymore after this weekend. <laughs> I don't think you right. can. So, <laughs> what? What about in terms of transitioning them to a different brand? Does it like if Vince is like, I want, I want Rhea Ripley and Keith Lee? Can Triple H be like, No, we're we're doing something with them? 
I I think that he would do, if, if there was like already story plans in place for those people. Um, I would think that they would probably at least get to run the storylines that they have scheduled for them out before you'd worry about moving them up. Um, at the same time, I would assume that those folks would want to move up to Raw and SmackDown. Like NXT is great and all, but it's not it's not those other two shows, no matter how much yeah. you want it to be. So I think I don't think Triple H would stand in their way. Uh, I think he would take care of them, though. I don't think he would let them go up unless there was, you know, story for them to sink their teeth into and, and not just get lost in the shuffle. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm reminded of 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 when, you know, Ricochet and Aleister Black and Champa and, and Gargano were caught up, um, were, were moved over to Raw um for that one night and then ricochet and and alistair black stayed you know ended up staying over um i don't know if they were i don't remember them coming in and having like a tremendous impact i i don't remember when they when they came in i remember the crowd just kind of like who is this right because you know they weren't really yeah nxt wasn't where it is now so well, I, mean, I, I, Rick, I fear for, that's what I that's what I fear when whenever somebody comes over. Well, Rick, Ricochet's had a good run. He was a he was a U.S. champion for a brief amount of time this year. Um, yeah, and I mean, Alistair Black. I think they've also you know mismanaged pretty poorly so far. He is he's barely wrestled, even though he's looked strong when he has wrestled. I mean, that's always the trick, right? Like you only have so many hours on of TV every week. It's difficult to feature everybody the way that you think they should be featured. Um, yeah. And and the problem with Raw and SmackDown more so than NXT is that there are certain folks that you need to kind of let be on TV because they're drawing the casual viewers um, to your show. So that's that's a consideration as well. Um, we'll 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 end with the second part of Malcolm's question. He asks, "What do you think about wrestlers like Luke Harper, Sin Cara, uh, Oni Lorcan, um, Mike Kanellis is in this group as well uh, that are being vocal?" And about requesting their releases and going on like Instagram and social media um, to do so. Now we're gonna we're gonna separate the ACH situation from this because that is not nearly <laughs> the same ballpark as the rest of these. Uh, that that's a completely different situation. Um, yeah. But what do you what do you think about wrestlers uh, announcing their intentions to one out of their contract publicly as opposed to handling it behind closed doors? I mean, I'm I'm kind of of two minds to it. Like one, first and foremost, you got every right to say whatever you want to say, um, especially if you are unhappy. Um, now, at the same time, um, if a company has been good to me, and I, I'm not saying necessarily that the company has been good to those people, if the company has been good to me, I would do it behind closed doors, mm-hmm. um, much like. Um, um, what's uh, Sean Spears and mm. and uh, Gold Dust did? I mean, but and again, Cody Rhodes and Cody Rhodes too, for that right. matter. And yeah, and Cody Rhodes. Yeah, uh, but you know they did it at a very very different time, and you know it, it was Dustin had the clout, right? Like, come on. Like, Why well, I don't it, I don't did Dustin get out of his contract earlier? Did his contract just run out? And he just didn't sign a new deal. Oh, maybe that's what maybe that's what happened. I thought I thought I I heard on a podcast that uh, that he got out early. You know, because if, if he did, I think it might have been months and not. Years. Yeah, it wasn't like years. Yeah, yeah. It was it was just like, hey, can we kind of 
knock off these last six months, mm -hmm. you know, because I'm not doing anything and I just want to go on, you know, do my own thing. I want to go to Hollywood. That's what he told him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hollywood, yeah. Hollywood, Florida. So. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but, um, but we're in a different time now, right? Like if you have, if you have employees that you know, aren't happy, I mean, I don't know what the penalties are for releasing people from contracts. Mm. Like, do you just not pay them out or, or, um, or what have you, but I, I don't know, man. Like it, it feels like the evil corporation is keeping them there just because they can legally mm -hmm. and they're not doing anything with them. And it seems like a waste and it makes them look like dicks. But at the same time, I wouldn't necessarily go and badmouth the company mm -hmm. because it doesn't make me look good. Well, and I think, I think the reason that people do it is there's this misguided attempt that they think that doing it publicly will somehow raise like this like groundswell of fan support behind you to get your release. Yeah. And they, <laughs> and, and they think that the, somehow that that gives them additional leverage over WWE, which I mean, I it haven't doesn't. seen anything that suggests that that's the case so far. Yeah, it doesn't, man. Like, you know what'll give you leverage if you uh, if if you have a racist ass shirt made, and <laughs> and and then you're like, hey, this is some racist ass shit, and I don't want to be here anymore. Like, oh, well, yeah, yeah, that gives you a little bit of leverage. You're like, look, let's just cut this out and let's just move on. But um, I I I read somewhere that WWE will would only grant early releases if it felt that the wrestler that wanted the release would in no way shape or form be any type of impact mm -hmm. if they went to another to another promotion mm -hmm. like like they wouldn't feel it so it's like if Luke Harper wanted to leave and and WWE granted their release they think so little of him that you know oh yeah go ahead we're not missing you. Right. And I, I don't know if you're confident in your product and you got people that are unhappy and you're paying them, let them go, man, let them go and do something else with that money. But you got a billion dollars. Yeah. You can do One, you and, and to get, to give the counterpoint to that argument, a, they don't want to fuel their competition. Even right. no matter how small that competition is or how big it is, they don't want to feed wrestlers to it because that would be silly. And yeah. B, those guys sign those contracts. Like there, there is right. a there is a right. major there. Trust me when I say there is a major power discrepancy between employer and employee, especially when it comes to professional wrestling. More than most industries, because they're still essentially independent contractors at the end of the day, which is kind of fucked up. And I can understand why that is not a great situation. But at the same time, WWE's under no obligation to let them go. Right. And I, I, you know, I hate to, you know, we hate to sound like big corporate shills, but <laughs> you know, this is how the world works. And I, I don't know, man, I can see it from both sides. Whereas most people can't or mm -hmm. refuse to, they see the big corporation should be benevolent. When the fuck have you ever known a big corporation <laughs> to be benevolent to, to anyone but themselves? And and that being said, like I, I think Triple H addressed comments about this um, 
I don't know, an interview or a podcast, something like that. And and he basically said, like, yeah, putting like doing it in public is not like if you have an issue, Done. like come like if they come talk to me. Like if you have a problem, like we'll we'll hash it out behind the scenes. He's like, but you know, putting it on face on Twitter or Instagram, he's like, that's not that's not gonna help your cause. If any, and, and if anything, I'd be more right. If anything, I'd be I'd be more angry about it. I'd 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 be more defiant about it because you don't want right. to set the precedent that that is a successful tactic. Right, right. It's it's letting the inmates run the asylum. It's negotiating with the terrorists, uh, for lack of a better idiom. Like, nah, man, you you signed a deal, but like I I totally get it. I totally get not being happy where you are. But like you said, from WWE's perspective, who would have thought that Stardust <laughs> would would be where he is now? You know what I mean? Right. And they're not they're not trying to do that, man. They're not trying to they're not trying to get get, get Yeah, there's 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 enough former WWE guys that left on positive terms at the end of their deals that are helping Feel that <laughs> right. right now, <laughs> right? Trust me, I'm like, sure. I'm sure Vince is not thrilled to see John Moxley fucking tearing right. shit up over there. I mean, and not <laughs> that, not that. I mean, and and to be fair, like John Moxley was a great corporate citizen at the end of his deal. Like he ran out his contract. He did whatever they needed him to do until he left, and he left on good terms. And and he got a good farewell. And he's and the doors open for him to come back. I'm sure. At some point, and he will, because this is professional wrestling, and we all know, we all know how this works, right? But uh, but yeah, like I said, I'm sure they don't like to keep him, but it, he had it. His contract was expired, so it is what yeah. it is. So that is it. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed our Survivor Series recap. Uh, don't forget to follow us on social media. Just search for Dense Pixels. Join our Facebook group, densepixels.com slash fans. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash densepixels, and follow us on streaming. Uh, I stream on the Dense Pixels YouTube channel. Carrie is on Twitch at Carry, and Terrence is on Twitch at Apparition410. So that is it. Thank you guys very much for watching and for listening, and we'll see you all the next time. See ya. See ya.